It's been said that every quilt tells a story, and it's so true. But I also believe every quilter has a story to tell. I wanted to hear about the people behind these wonderful quilts and thought you'd enjoy hearing about their lives also. Welcome to A Quilter's Life. I want to thank Sarah White's cousin, Barb, for connecting me with Sarah. After we had scheduled this interview, but before the day we recorded, I realized that Sarah is one of the wonderful quilters that makes quilts for soothing stitches because I saw her in a post on Facebook. Soothing Stitches is a great organization in our community that makes special quilts for very sick children. It's an amazing organization. I love this quote from Sarah. Quilting people are some of the best people there is. Now, isn't that the truth? Sarah, I am so glad you joined me today on A Quilter's Life. Thank you for having me. It's been a real treat getting ready for this. <laughs> this is going to be great. Thanks. Let's start with where were you born and raised? I was born and raised in Marietta, Ohio, out on State Route 26. We actually lived in a house that used to be the old schoolhouse that my mother went to. So it's always been interesting and quite a story to hear from my mom about stories of the house when she went to school there. So, of course, it was a little bigger when we lived in it, but it was always fun to tell everybody. I live in my mom's schoolhouse now. It was always fun. But I've been born and raised in Marietta, Ohio, and I love Marietta. Oh, neat. I'm trying to picture the schoolhouse. Was it like a two-room schoolhouse? I'm not really sure. I think it was like a one-room schoolhouse, and it had the fire, and it had a couple buildings outside. One was the outside bathrooms, and they were still there. They were turned into buildings that my father would use. He would keep the lawnmower and his tools and what have you in the buildings. And up on the hill, I'm not sure what that was, but it was up on the hill from where our house was, was a little tiny building. And he used that as a chicken coop. Hmm. So it would not look like a schoolhouse now. We have sold it. My father passed. My mom wasn't able to do the upkeep. So we did sell the old home place. And it is a beautiful, beautiful home now. They just redid a lot of stuff. And I've been able to go in and look around and relive some memories. It was a good time living there. And I had seven brothers and sisters. Oh, wow. Four brothers and two sisters. So there were seven of us, nine of us all in the house. So it was quite an upbringing. <laughs> we always had someone to play with. Oh, know? yeah. Yes. <laughs> were you all close in age? Yes, I think so. My oldest sister, she's about four years older than me. And then my brother's a couple years older than me. And then there's me and then the rest of them. So there's always been maybe oh, a couple years between each of us or 18 months, something like that. Mm -hmm. so. But I loved, I loved growing up in the rural area and running in the woods and playing with the neighbors and 
leaving in the morning and picking blackberries on the bushes. It was just a fun life, a fun life. Thinking of picking blackberries, did your mom make pies with them? Well, she did, but actually my grandma, she worked as a cook and a baker in the Kresge store downtown Marietta. And you couldn't do this today, but we used to carry in buckets full of the blackberries that we would pick, and we would sell them to the Kresge store, and they would make pies out of them. So that was just one way that we used to get candy money or whatever. (laughs) But there's no way we'd be able to do that today. That kind of life back then was just so easy and so fun. Yeah. Yep. Well, do you have a special childhood memory you wanted to share? Oh, my. I have so many of them. My mom made it fun. She didn't work. My dad was a truck driver for Broughton's. And she would say, oh, let's have a picnic outside for supper tonight. And so she would make a meal of, I don't even remember what it was. And It didn't make any difference what it was. It was just fun. And we got to run and play and then stop and eat. And she made growing up fun. And my dad, like I said, he was a truck driver for Broughton's. And he was in pretty much every night, but he had long days. So she was pretty much a single parent, you know, at this point when we were little. Yeah. Let me explain to the audience that Broughton's is our local dairy. So he drove a milk truck. He drove the big 18-wheeler with the air horn. It was a big tractor and trailer. And he delivered the milk from Broughton's dairy to different other areas that had Broughton's that sold the milk. So he delivered that. But we did have a milk truck delivery and he would leave the glass bottles of milk on our porch. So, and that was another fun thing is to go out and pick up the milk off the front porch and bring it in. It was in glass bottles. Mm -hmm. We saved it and we'd put them in cartons and put them back out, the empty ones out for him when he came the next time. So it was interesting. Nothing like life today. (laughs) No. When we were redoing something in our house, I think under the house, we found a old Broughton's milk bottle. So I have that. I just love it. Oh, yes. Yeah, they're around. I've got some of the big milk cans and some of the Broughton's bottles. Mm -hmm. Yep. Good memories. Yeah. Good memories. Yes. Well, tell me about your employment. My employment. Okay. I worked the biggest part, this was after I was married, I was a bank teller, and I also worked at Warren Local Schools in the Little Hawking area as a school secretary, the lunch secretary. So I managed the money and the, oh, different other little things secretaries do that they just do. But I was at Bartlett Farmers Bank here in Little Hawking, and I worked there for probably about seven years. And then I went to the school, and I finished out, and I actually retired from Little Hawking School. And now Little Hawking School was just torn down this past winter. 
they say change is good, so I'm hoping that it will be a good change and we can put something else back up there to help the community out. Yeah. When I just started my senior year in high school, I had a short employment at Penny Fair Food Market. And I met my husband there, although I didn't realize it was him at that point, but I did. I met Bill there at Penny Fair. And when I graduated, he went away to the military, but I met him when I was 17 and I didn't date anybody after that. And we were married in 1970 and we've been married. It'll be 51 years on the 30th of this month. Oh, congratulations. We had two daughters, Nikki. She's the oldest one. And she was married and she had three kids. We lost Nikki to breast cancer 13 years ago. That was a very difficult time. Then we had Trisha, the youngest daughter, and she has four kids. So I've got seven grandchildren from my girls, and they're my treasures. Mm -hmm. So your grandchildren live close to you? They do. Our oldest granddaughter, she lives in Columbus. She works for Nationwide Insurance Company as an analyst of some sort. Her brother is 21, and he works at Pioneer Pipe in Marietta. And... My oldest grandson, he is 31, and he is in the Marietta Fire Department. He is a firefighter and an EMT. And the other four, they're still in school. Uh, One graduates from high school. I guess one did graduate last year from high school, and she's working right now at the Boxer's Bed and Biscuit, which is a dog care place in Belpre. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've got one that's graduating from Warren this year and two others that's still waiting to graduate. (laughs) So, yes. And they all just live, the four younger ones, they just, we can see their house from my house through the, through the trees. We live in a rural area, so. Nice. Yes. So my next question is, where do you live now and how did you get there from where you were born and raised You moved across the county, right? (laughs) Yes, I moved a little south of Marietta to Little Hawking. That's where Bill was born and raised. And we had some property down here from his parents. So we were married and moved down here. And this is where we've been ever since. So it's a little local town. It isn't very big. The people that live here are just family. They're just all family. It's gotten a little bigger now over the years, but there's still the tight-knit group of our community. And I don't think I'd want to live anyplace else. No, it's a wonderful place to raise a family. Yes. Yes, it is. Well, besides quilting, what other crafts have you done or do you do? I really enjoy applique. And I enjoy doing applique on the quilting. And I like to work with wool, do wool applique. And I like to do some embroidery. 
lettering and what have you on my quilts also. I have taken toe painting classes, do woodworking along with my husband. When the kids all left the house, we decided to do something together that we both enjoyed. So we do woodworking. And sewing has always been a thing for me. So that's taken priority over everything else is sewing Mm -hmm. and quilting. Mm -hmm. Oh, the woodworking sounded neat too. Oh, yeah. Every year for Christmas, we would build. Let me see. We only had one daughter married at that time. We would build our daughter a piece of furniture. And her husband one year said he wanted a bench to sit out on the porch, but he wanted the top to lift up so he could store the dog food out on the porch where he feeds the dogs. So we did that. And then we made an antique icebox. We made that for them out of oak. We even bought the little brass plates to put on it, you know, so it looked very original. We made them end tables or nightstands. We've done a lot of things. How fun. It was. I enjoy doing things with my husband. Yes, I enjoy projects Mm -hmm. working with him. When I first started working in that That was when I was toll painting and I got to work with cutting out some of my own wood things instead of having to buy them all the time. I had a bandsaw and it came from odd lots or something, but I made it work and it wasn't until my husband decided to come in with me and start doing some things did I get good quality tools (laughs) because (laughs) he saw what I was having to work with then. So for our 25th wedding anniversary gift was a 14-inch bandsaw. And it was wonderful. (laughs) I loved it. I still have it. It's it's fun doing it. And then he bought the sawmill and so we can make things, you know, that he's got the wood already. And we have about 30 acres, I think, or something like that. But Oh, wow. Um, it's very nice. And he just goes out to the woods. He doesn't do it too much anymore, doing his own timbering. But he would go through the woods, and he would clear out things that needed to be done. And we'd just get lumber out of those. And it was enough for us to do things. And we've done things for people in our community. And He donates a bench every year to the fire department that he makes. So it's just bunches and bunches of fun. Wow. Yeah. I think it's great that you two can enjoy something together. Yes, that was very important. When the kids were gone, you know, a lot of people's like, what do we do now? Mm -hmm. Do I even like you anymore? (laughs) You know? Yeah. Well, you know, we all go through that. I love you all the time. There's times I don't like you. (laughs) But it was funny when my youngest daughter, when she was little, the most important thing for her, if she was in trouble or if she did something or or whatever, she would say, do you like me? And I say, well, honey, I always I always love you. I know. But do you like me? That was the (laughs) most important thing for her to hear was. If I liked her, she knew I always loved her, but did I like her at that point? 
wow. Oh, kids are funny. They are. It's so funny. They're just blessings. Yeah. Are there any other hobbies? No, I do sew quilt tops for Neff's Country Loft in Belpre. Beverly Neff has the store, and I sew quilt tops for her, for her store, so people can come in and see it. And when you see a quilt done, it sells it better Mm -hmm. than just looking at patterns. I've worked off and on with Beverly for probably 25, 26 years. Sewing has always just been in my life in one way or another. Neat. You mentioned your grandmother. Is she the one that introduced you to quilting? She was. We lived with my grandma and grandpa for, I think, about four years before we moved down to mom's little schoolhouse house. (laughs) And she was a quilter and a sewer. And she always had something going. Either she was cutting out a quilt or she was piecing a quilt. The frames were always up. And it was something that we were always taught to respect. We were not allowed to eat or drink around her quilting frame at all. I was allowed to sit underneath it and talk with grandma and watch as she took stitches and did it. Then when I got a little older, she would allow me to to stitch. I couldn't even hold the needles at that point. But she would also hold me on her lap and she would work the treadle. She would help me push the fabric through under the needle. And that was always such a fun thing to me is just to sit on grandma's lap and help her quilt. What a special memory. Oh, very, very much. I still talk to her and I show her things today, even though she's been gone for a a long time. I like to think she is watching me and and proud of what I've done. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's a very special lady to me, very much so. I just think it's so wonderful when grandkids can have that special relationship with a grandparent. I do too. Each one of my granddaughters, I have given them lessons. And my youngest grandson, although he was more interested in pushing the pedal to make it go faster (laughs) than to really sew anything. So he didn't really last that long. But my oldest granddaughter made her first quilt when she was eight. And she was just thrilled with it, just so excited about it. And my younger ones, they've all tried but the weather would get nice and they'd rather be outside playing or whatever. So hopefully when they get older, I might have at least one quilter out of seven <laughs> kids. But I don't know. They enjoy the things that I make. They enjoy coming into my special room. And we have done projects together. And two of the younger girls have uh, let them sew on the treadle machine. And it took them a minute or two to get the foot pedal to work with the needle to get it to go forwards and not break the thread by going backwards. But it's an art, and they enjoyed doing that. So I've got pictures of two of them sewing on the treadle. And I've got my grandma's treadle, and my husband, he has his grandmother's treadle, and 
They live in our house. They're very special to us. Nice. Yes, very nice. Tell me about your favorite quilt. I thought and I thought about what would be my favorite quilt. There's so many of them that I have made that I like. And I keep thinking, oh, this is my favorite one. And then after a few more, then I'll do another one. I said, no, this is my favorite one. It's really hard to pick. It's like they're like my kids. It's hard to pick out which one is my favorite because they're all different. I like different techniques on different ones, different colors on different ones. Now, my grandmother loved color. And her quilts were always very colorful. I am the opposite. I enjoy the winter colors, the fall colors. So most of my quilts are more darker than what hers are. But everybody has their own different style, their own different colors to put in. And no matter what the print or the color Somehow, when you put it all in a quilt, it works. Yeah. It just works. So many different pieces that come together. And you're like, oh, I don't know how this is going to work. But it's like the colors of people. We all live together. Mm -hmm. God made us all. We all come together. He puts us all together in his patchwork. Yeah. And um, it's a blessing. I always... Think about quilting and think about the Lord. And there's always lessons to be learned Mm -hmm. in quilting and that God can teach you through that. Mm -hmm. It's a therapy to me. I enjoy being in my room. I enjoy the sewing. I enjoy looking at the magazines, picking out a pattern, trying to find out of my stash, I try to use as much as my stash as I can. But like every quilter, it doesn't seem to go down any, <laughs> but it's t- it continues to grow. But picking out fabric, it can be difficult. It can be stressful. But all in all, if you just let it go and just put together what you like, it turns out wonderful. Yeah. And when those fabrics come together that you just didn't realize you were going to get. Exactly. It's like uh, little surprises, you know, little happy accidents that happen. (laughs) You don't realize what it's going to look like. Or it turns into a secondary pattern. The pattern makes itself. And there's just so much to learn. I'm always learning. You're never too old to Mm -hmm. stop learning. Never. Do you remember the first quilt that you made? I do. Well, I've always sewn and I've helped grandma, but I never really went out on my own to do one. My first one I tried to do was a baby quilt for my oldest daughter, Nikki. I did not know anything about quilting per se, the seam allowances or anything. And I did that. And I never did finish it. (laughs) I still have it. 
but I never did finish it. I might go ahead and do it up and give it to her daughter. I'm not real sure, but that was the first one. But the first one I ever really did, I took a beginning quilting class at Neff's Country Loft while I was working there by a lady. Her name was Lynn Stoll, and she taught quilting there at Bev's. And I wasn't very long after that that I realized this is my first love. This is where it is. I've made clothes. I made my kids' clothes, my clothes, and different other things. But quilting is where it is for me. Mm -hmm. The first quilt I actually did, reading the pattern, picking out the fabric, and coming home and sewing it up, getting it cut and sewing it up. And then I have a mentor. Her name is Linda Sands. She had quilted longer than I have. And she is a very rigid. She would not let me get away with anything. And she says, well, you're going to hand quilt this now. And I thought, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> and she says, well, I think you're going to. So anyway, she helped me get it all together. And I did hand quilt the first one. It was just a little wall hanging, but she wouldn't let me stop. She kept saying, I know it's hard, but I know you'll get used to it. You won't always drop the needle. You won't always pull the thread clear through. You will learn to do this. And she still, to this day, is one of my favorite people to quilt with. <laughs> she is always pushing me always pushing me to be better, always. And I've got several people that I'm around, and that's one of the best things to do is don't just look for shortcuts. Look for someone who's going to push you and make you be better. In the long run, that's where I am today. Grandma started it, but then I had other people being around. I've been around a lot of wonderful quilters and I've always wanted to do my best and not just look for the easy way out and just keep going forward. There's beautiful quilters out there and they're very sharing. They're very giving. They're very kind and helpful, considerate. <laughs> you know, I think the quilting people are some of the best people there is. Yeah. When you're quilting, do you have a favorite tool that you use? You know, I've thought about this also. I talked to my daughter about it, and she always said, well, Mom, I think you probably would say your sewing machine. And I says, well, that's probably a given. But she says, think of the people back on the covered wagons going west and they had to sew everything by hand, anything and everything they did. They had to do it by hand. So I think they would really think the sewing machine would be their favorite. And although it is, I enjoy my sewing machine. I remember watching my grandma cut everything out with scissors, everything. And she would save the cardboard that the bias tape wrap used to be on and she would save that cardboard and she would cut out her own templates and 
just using for pattern things that she needed to trace and always she always had to do everything with scissors and so I think probably the one thing that makes my life the easiest in quilting and cutting out is my rotary cutter and my bat Mm -hmm. and of course the seam ripper which is everybody's (laughs) uh, friend but you don't want to see him around very often (laughs) but he does show up yes he does show up yeah so do you have a favorite part of the process or do you like the whole thing? I enjoy all of it. Probably the piecing would be my favorite thing of quilting. I would rather not have to sandwich these quilts. I mean, if you've got a long arm that's big enough to hold them all, then you don't have to. But there's different things with the, even the long arms. That's not everybody's favorite things that they have to do. But probably the sandwiching the quilts is probably my least favorite Mm -hmm. thing. And I enjoy sewing on the binding with a machine onto the quilt. And then I turn it over and I sew it all by hand. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, another friend of mine, together, we picked out a little pattern that we liked and we did it all by hand. We sewed the pieces together by hand and... That's one of my favorite things. Wow. Yeah, it was very, very nice. I was very pleased. And we pieced it all by hand and quilted it all by hand. And it was fun. It was fun. (laughs) I keep thinking I want to learn hand quilting, but I'm just not there yet. Well, it's an art. And it's something that you need a friend that's not going to let you stop (laughs) and going to push you forward. And I have made a quilt for each one of my kids, both my daughters and their husbands. And I have made each grandchild a quilt and I have hand quilted all of them. Any of the quilts that I do that isn't their first ones, I have just machine quilted them. I've not hand quilted them. I do have the handy quilter, little foot. It's called a mid arm that I use. It's only like five foot frame, but it comes in handy. And I do enjoy doing that too, the quilting on the mid arm. I enjoy that. Oh, neat. I'm not real good at it yet, but you just have to keep practicing. (laughs) That's the way it is with everything. Yeah. Just keep practicing, keep practicing and just don't give up. Yeah. Just keep going. Tell me about your worst quilting experience. You know, I talked to my husband about this, and I said, I don't know that I've got a worst quilting experience that I can remember. And he says, oh, yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, well, what was that? And he said, the thing that I remember about was This friend, lifelong friend here in our community, they lost a member of their family. And she called and wanted to know if I would make four quilts, one for each of the siblings, out of her old clothes. And I thought, I've never done that before. What am I going to get into? But this family is such a close family to us, I hated to say no. 
So she brought me several laundry baskets full of garments. And people that don't quilt, they do not understand what quilting fabric is, what quilting fabric isn't. So here I was having to go through all of those clothes, cutting up the squares, cutting off things I couldn't use and everything. And the whole time I'm like, what did I get into? I don't know anything about this. So lo and behold, long story short, I did get them all done. I did get them quilted and bound and given back to the lady. They were thrilled. I got really a nice note from them. But I uh, I will not ever do that again. That was... <laughs> I do not enjoy making quilts out of clothes that's polyester, silk, or whatever, you know, because they do not know. So I just tried to use the ones that I could do best. Yeah. And it was just four patches. I mean, I just did a four-patch quilt for each one of them. But yes, I had forgotten about that, and he reminded (laughs) me. And I said, yes, that's it. That's it. But I did learn a lesson. I did it for the family. I love the family. Mm -hmm. And another lesson is I will never do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but sometimes when you say never, that doesn't work either. No, it sure doesn't. Never say never, yes. Why do you make quilts rather than doing a different hobby or craft? Well... I make quilts. I think I said earlier, it's a therapy to me. I can just touch the fabric. I can think about how it was made, who made it. It's a therapy. It's something that you are one-on-one with a quilt. And I think... All quilts are very special, no matter if they turn out not the best or not the right color or not your favorite color. I have a hard time sewing quilts that's not in my comfort zone, my color range. But I realize that there's so many people out there that's got different likes and tastes on colors. So it's not all about me, but it's a therapy to me. And I enjoy, totally enjoy giving quilts away to family, friends, making them for special occasions for people. I sew with the Soothing Stitches group. I'm not sure if you're aware of yes, that group. Yes, actually, I had that down for after I got to your other questions that I, uh, <laughs> I just happened to see a Facebook picture pop up the other day, and you were listed there with the Soothing yes. Stitches group. Yes. And Um, before you go on with that, uh I want to say thank you. My granddaughter had leukemia. She was two and a half, and she's six now and through that. But you guys made her a quilt, and it's so appreciated. When I started doing that, I thought, okay, Lord, this is my mission field. This is what you called me to do and to get me ready for all these years is to do this. You get so attached to these babies and their parents 
And then when you lose them, it's just heartbreaking, mm-hmm. just heartbreaking. And some of the stories that you just sit and cry. Yeah. You build up a compassion for these kids, a love for these kids. And I just think, thank you, Jesus, you know, that he allows me to do this, to sew with this group. Mm-hmm. It's just a real blessing. Yeah. Even though I'm not sewing with you guys, mm-hmm. we do follow on Facebook and pray for these kids. And oh, it thank is you. just heart wrenching. It is. It really, really is. They become part of your families, especially the ones that you have made the quilts with because you get so attached to them by knowing what they like, what they like to do, what they have done. There was a little boy, his name was Paul. You can do whatever kind of quilt you want, but we try to make it personalized for that child. His thing was, we're going to pulverize cancer. You know, he was probably about, oh, maybe nine, Mm -hmm. maybe eight or nine, something like that. So I made him a quilt. And at the bottom, I cut out the letters and the hashtag and everything. And it just says pulverize. (laughs) And he absolutely loved it. His grandmother wrote me this letter and she said he just absolutely loved that pulverized quilt. (laughs) But it just fills your heart. It just gives you joy. Yeah. If I can be a little bit of something, happiness or bring joy to somebody, a child's life or anybody's, you know, by giving them a quilt. That's part of you, yeah. part of you, you put in these quilts to give to these people. And I love giving quilts away. (laughs) (laughs) But we've made 230 some quilts. Now, Debbie is our leader and she does such an amazing job at keeping us all together and our ship going straight and, um, She is amazing. She's an amazing leader. I don't think anybody else could take her place. (laughs) I think this is her calling too. Mm -hmm. So pretty much everybody that's doing it, we're all in it. I mean, this is what we do. Yeah. It's just a blessing. Absolute blessing. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for that. Like I said, as a recipient or my granddaughter being a recipient, It's so appreciated. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Yes. You may have already answered this because we said, why do you make quilts? And then I have, who do you make them for? Well, like I say, I sew with the Soothing Stitches group and we make them for the kids, critically ill kids and friends and family that's had special occasions or whatever going on in their lives, good or bad. I like to make them a quilt. Some of them aren't as big as the others, but to me, that's how I show my love and my care is by giving of a quilt. Mm -hmm. And maybe everybody doesn't appreciate it. I don't really know. I've never had anybody give anything back, (laughs) (laughs) but it's just the way I do it. Yeah. Yeah. Describe what you're working on right now. Well, actually, I am working on a soothing stitches quilt. It's little animals, it's little woodland animals. 
In fact, Debbie had given me this very cute little panel. So I have to then figure out the kind of border to put on it. Sometimes I don't even know what they're going to look like until after they're done. Mm -hmm. You know, I pray over every quilt and I ask God to put my hands to what he wants. And they come out. They come out really nice. (laughs) Sometimes to my dismay, like, wow, I did that. But I actually didn't. I was just the hands. But I feel that God moves in our quilting group and he gives us ideas. So, but that's who gets my quilts. And I'm very picky about who I give a quilt to because even though I don't know really what they're going to do with it, like I said before, quilts are like my children and I would want my children to have a good home, mm-hmm. someone who's going to take care of them and nurture them. So that's how I feel about my quilts because it's part of me when I give away. So I like to give them to a nice home that I know of, (laughs) someone who's going to appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. When I retired from the school, I made our secretary a quilt. It was just a throw. And one of the teachers had all four of my kids that went through that school. Then they got a quilt also. So I have got to do two of them and one for the secretary. And when I retired, I gave it to them. And they were just like, oh, my gosh, you made me a quilt. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just a quilt, (laughs) you know. To those of us that can sew, it's simple. It's not difficult. Yeah. And for those that don't, it's an amazing thing. And they just didn't feel worthy enough of my work. to get a quilt. And I like that type of surprise. I like that. Yeah, I love it. But you put so much more into a quilt than just the price of the fabric. Oh, yeah. Then there isn't any kind of money that you could take for a quilt. I did my first paper piece quilt. Now, have you ever done paper piecing? I have not. I did a National Quilters Challenge on Facebook before, Mm -hmm. and there was a lady, and she did that year's challenge, and it was paper piecing. It was like modern and paper piecing together, and it's like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I want to do this or if I even can do this, but you have these friends that just keep pushing and pushing. (laughs) So I did, and I just really like it. I gave it away, but (laughs) I ran into a picture of it the other day, and I thought, oh, wow, I really like that. I really like it. Yeah. And every year I give a quilt to our fire department, and they have a raffle, and they make money off of the quilt. Mm -hmm. So I enjoy doing that. But, yeah, paper piecing, Uh, Yes. (laughs) You have to pray a lot during paper piecing. (laughs) Uh, Can you share a quilting tip? Don't make quilts out of clothes, (laughs) (laughs) which I, I can't really say that because there's people that's made beautiful, beautiful things out of clothes. That's not my calling. But, oh, dear, a tip. Do the best you can. 
don't give up. Keep practicing and keep moving ahead and don't stop. It might not be beautiful to you, might not be perfect, but there is no perfect quilt. And just keep going. Don't Mm -hmm. stop. That's a great tip. Thank you. Was there anything else you wanted to share with me? I wish everybody was given in life a grandmother who loved what you loved and taught you and had that love and care from their grandmother. We didn't just sew together. We did many, many things together. And I just wish everybody in their lives was given a grandma as wonderful as mine that I was given and raised with. I had two wonderful grandmothers. That is so precious. Yes. They were both quilters. My one grandma didn't live as close. And the one that I sewed with the most, she wasn't very far. And I could just walk up County House Lane to her house and and be there. She was always very welcoming. and, And she lived with us for a while after she had retired and wasn't able to work anymore. And I just thought that was so extra special. Because she had this big wooden box and she kept all of her fabric in that big wooden <laughs> box. And, oh my, I'd like to go into her room and ask her if I can open the box and see <laughs> what was in there. And I have many, many memories. I could just go on and on and on. But she was one special lady and I don't know how to be a, an, any other kind of grandma, but what I've patterned after her. How neat that your grandchildren can have that wonderful grandmother in you. I certainly hope so. Sometimes they might not want to hear what I have to say or whatever. (laughs) It's just typical. But uh, I know, Grandma, one of those things. (laughs) And I do want to give a shout out to your cousin, Barb. Okay. (laughs) Works at the Quilted Work for yes, connecting me with, with Marla. you. Yeah. Yes, she works with Marla. And I just saw her yesterday and I told her that my interview was coming up today. And I said, so I didn't know whether to thank her or not. She just laughed. <laughs> well, this has been fun. I really enjoy visiting with you today. Yes. Well, I'm glad that we did. And I enjoyed the podcast. Oh, great. Thanks so much. Well, I appreciate you. Uh Uh Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You can find more stories on aquilterslife.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast player so each episode will be downloaded automatically. Also, I want to hear about you and your wonderful quilts. Please contact me. Paula Chamberlain through the website to set up an interview. And as always, thanks for listening.